Hello and welcome to Vikings Territory Breakdown. Uh, another week in Vikings training camp. Mark Craig from the Star Tribune is our man on the scene. And he's here to report for us. Mark, uh, the hitting began this week. But before that happened, something interesting happened at TCO Performance Center the Vikings training camp practices, there was a big, uh, big uh, notice on the screen from the powers that be that uh, didn't want anybody filming their practices anymore. What about that, Mark? So, Joe, you know, why am I, why am I the man on the scene? I mean, you could be sitting up there taking videos. I mean, you know, I know you got sheds to build all across Minnesota and you, you're out there in the God's country, uh, in your your forty acre bonanza, but yeah, come come see us, Joe. Come on, put in the effort, Joe. Yeah, I could do it. You know, I, I'm, but, I'm too busy. It's boring. I'm too busy filming in at Lambo or at their practice. Yeah, well, let's put it. They did say please, and they they basically said you're part of the team and don't video, uh, you know, don't video, don't help us, don't help our opponents um, by videoing and. I, I don't know. I, I don't follow these things regularly, but uh, it seems like I saw a lot more videos after that sign went up on the board uh, by, you know, people who are Vikings fans. So, um, you know, my advice to Vikings fans would be don't, you know, like if they get beat by the Packers, like, you know, say 36, 37, nothing, it won't be because of your, your video. Okay. So don't feel bad about it. Go have fun at camp, take your videos, whatever, or, or you can, you can, Follow what they said, but uh, you know it's out there. Uh, you know, uh, teams can't teams can send you know scouts and have them watch and everything. Um, but like you know, what's interesting is that you can send that, anybody. You can send right, anybody right. that's not a scout. You think uh, some Packer fan who owns the team owns the team wouldn't just hop in their car and drive from Green Bay down to Egan and say, put on you know go go into the shop and buy some. Uh, clothes that are purple vikings clothes put them on sit up there in the stands and watch whatever they're putting out there come on or just go or go to the hotel get one of the top and then put your camera down and and videotape that you know from ziggy's own hotel videotaping his team why not uh i don't know it's 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 to me it's an example you know if that's how they feel because kevin o'connell said that that's something that they do they they, in order to build an inventory on their opponents, they will go so far as to look at social media filming and stuff like that. So this is uh, an example for me. Uh, you, you can do it. It's fun to kind of poke fun at them uh, and stuff like that, but that's how they feel. This is how the, this is the world that these minds live in. It's just, it's never enough. It's never, you know, I've seen this video. I've seen this game. I've seen this, the combine. I've seen everything. I've done everything I could possibly do, but there's another video somewhere of a guy running a route. I've got to see it. So, you know, they can talk about, it can smile. They can, they can be mean. They can be grumpy. They can, they can uh, have an answer that lasts two minutes or one that snaps in two words. They're all basically the same animal. There, you know, there are people and there are coaches. (laughs) These people are, they're coaches. And um, that's, just who they are. That's it's in them. And the paranoia is a part of the league. And to me and to most fans and to most media, it's kind of laughable 
that the the degree to which they go with their paranoia, but that's what it is. It's it's kind of the funny. Uh, I, I said that you know, hey, Kevin O'Connell now has his first franchise first in his first week of training camp. We had never seen anything like that being put out on a board. You know, other coaches might have said something about it, but Zimmer um, Zimmer was definitely in that mold where he was always wanted to be secretive and didn't didn't want to give anybody a competitive advantage. Yeah. Well believe that I Zimmer ever mentioned anything about filming fans no. filming. I don't know. They come what's funny is they do they come around at a certain point in uh in training camp and the, and the, where the the, uh, the media we have the worst vantage point of all because we're right on the field. Uh some of the film I saw of, of different people uh were way up at the top, you know, it's like beautiful. It's like a, it's like an it's like an all 22 look, you know. And uh but they come around they stop the media from filming. Well yeah, it's kind of funny. You laugh about it because it's the guys with the upstairs are, you know, still shooting every every shot. So this well, is the NFL. This is who this is who they are. Don't you push back on on the guys like John Exram or Sam Newton, whoever that comes by and says, "Hey, you got to put that cat, you know, put that phone away." When when this is going on, I mean, this is I don't there, put it. This happen in training camp where they're telling the media to put their phones away. Well, not the, it's why well, I, I don't do that, Joe. I we got we got uh, we're I'm old school, Joe. I write the words, and we got people. We pay people to uh, professionally film all everything. Um, so yeah, I'm not sitting there going, "Oh, this is look what Daniel Daniel Hunter stretching today." Yeah, that's not my gig. So uh, I, if you push back, you could, you're welcome to give up your credential and go sit up in the yeah, up in the crow's cool. nest. So. Uh, yeah, you can push back all you want, Joe, but uh, they still invite you in there. So, but push back to the point we're saying. I mean, look behind you, look behind you, and see how many of these people are also filming. So, you're going to go up and tell them to put their camera. They did. They tried to. They tried to. They went up into the. Stand. But all you people, all you traitors, all you enemies of the people, are up there filming. And it's on you. Well, no, I said it wasn't on you. I don't know. It might be on you if, if you lose to the Packers. Training camp. They're trying, they're trying to evaluate players. They're trying to see who can do this or do that and do this and blah, blah, blah. They're not installing game plans. They're not even probably letting out any plays that they got made up for the season. They're just running things and evaluating players. This is silly. This is – How do you know that? It up on the board, it, it – I, I, I thought we had a new regime here, and I thought with some fresh thinking, and this is just to me, I mean, all you're trying to do is maybe cut down on the proliferation of it. And when, in fact, you said you saw more videos afterwards, I said, these guys got to be smarter than this. That I mean, don't do this. Just don't. Don't do this. Well, there was one that I saw that I said, I don't know who he is, but he's an enemy of the people. And you said it was. One of our, one of us, one of our guys. Yeah, yeah, he's a writer okay, so, for VT. You so, bet. so my my apologies to Sean. Um, you but, were just kidding around, though. What? When you said, "Oh, Sean, you know, you're going to get," or I don't know who this guy is, but blah 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 blah. Uh, sure, sure, I was kidding around. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, Joe, I'm there every day. I, I don't, I, I don't. The last thing in the world I want to do when I get home or whenever I got a break is. Uh, read more about the Vikings or see more about the Vikings. So um, I've been there. So uh, today's the 20, 23 years at the Star Tribune. Most of those are at the, with the Vikings. I started there when I was 20, when I was uh, six years old. So 29. 
Yeah, so I get enough of it in my day job there, Joe. Um, yeah, well, it's, but no, I'm just saying it's it's fun to play with. It's you know, it doesn't mean it. It's like a lot of things in the NFL, they play 17 times. They if they make the playoffs, they play a couple more times. The rest of it is just filling in the hype machine. And uh, you know, I, my oldest daughter once asked me because not thank God my my kids and my wife are not football fans. One not one they don't want to ask any questions about football. It's that's a blessing. Uh, she said, well, you know, what, what do you guys do? Like they play 17 or 16 times a day. What do you, what, what, what do people do the rest of the year? And I said, that's a good question. <laughs> we just, you know, they, they write this stuff. They write video board screen copy to, to dissuade their fans from being fans and being on social media. You know, by the same token, the, the, the team loves publicity and here they are telling, telling, uh, fans not to take videos and send out cool things about their team making big plays in practice. It just, it's counterintuitive when you look at it. I, and I get it. I mean, it's like, but you know, to, to go out and put it on the screen and, and think a, that it's going to do anything and B, uh, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I to me, yeah, yeah. You know, make people mad and probably do it even more. I, I don't know. I, I don't understand it. Right. To me, it's a bad look. It's a silly look for a new regime and, and what it accomplishes doesn't equal the uh, how silly it looks because I guarantee anyone that was going to take video didn't go, Ooh, I'm, I'm a, I'm part of the team. I didn't know that I'm part of the team. I shouldn't be doing this and handing it to the to social media. So, yeah. So um, just kind of a, a, a goofy, silly, bad look. I thought what it accomplishes oh. is for uh, an opportunity for me to whine for 10 minutes and, and fill a segment. So there you go. Um, yeah. That's what I, th I thought. Let's do it. Let's get this thing early in the week so we can hit the hot news that they, that they've asked, please not to film. <laughs> All right. Well then on that note, we're going to, we're going to retrench. I got I got to settle down. I got to, I got to cool off because uh, um, I, I'm not coming out there now, Mark. I'm not coming out. I, if you I can't, can't video? My phone and film videos and, and, and send it all over social media, I'm not coming out. That's it. You got to draw a line somewhere, Joe. Well, the fact that I'm not paid to come out there is another reason, too, but that's beside me. Well, that's a real good reason. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll be back with the next segment with Mark, Tribu Mark Tribune, Mark Craig from the Star Tribune on Vikings Territory. Okay, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune, Mark. Uh, they put the pads on on Monday, and uh, I don't know when they'll put them on again. I mean, there's probably a schedule. They've got, like, they're, they're apparently only hitting 11 of 16 times that are allowed for some reason, but uh, uh, I think the defense was excited about that. Did you see any any interesting hitting? Did it did, did Pat practice pick up a bit now that they got pads on and they were a little got able to go a little bit more full bore yesterday? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, there we have a killer. Actually, there was some. There was there was one time where a guy hit another guy, and he ended up on the ground. I almost called nine one one to report an, an an assault by these two young men. Uh, they got to watch it. Uh, no, they most of them in the in the front seven still wear the the great kazoo uh, hat um, to to prevent the concussions. And I, I see uh, someone said Kelsey came out with bubble wrap on, on him. Uh, as a joke, you know, and of course the NFL probably, you know, oh, that's no joke like that. Um, but he wore a bubble wrap on top of his kazoo hat. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, it picked up, I guess, a little bit. 
you know, they're still not, they're still just, they're not, you know, when the guy goes to the line, they're not, you know, for, for obvious reasons, they're not tackling Dalvin Cook and running backs and, you know, receivers, you know, uh, there's no like leaping gigantic collisions with Justin Jefferson down the field on balls. So um, it ramps up, but just in that, the pass rush, pass protection, which, which is still important. That's so there is a, there is value to that. Uh, Now the pass rush obviously stops as it can't be live because uh, they're paying Kirk a a little bit of money that uh, probably don't want to end up with uh, the other guys playing quarterback. So got to like back that down, but uh, that's valuable. The offensive line getting the work is where I would say the most value comes in a week like this. Hmm, interesting. Well, then I'm going to ask you some questions and um, derive from from my discussions with you and you only. I mean, dear God, I did not get any information or background for these questions from the internet or from videos or from anything because that is strictly yeah. verboten at TCO. Especially whenever you're you're putting sheds together and you don't have time for this stuff. I don't. I got too many sheds to do. I'm two. I'm Arthur Two Sheds Jackson. If you don't know that that illusion, you know. Well, maybe you didn't watch Monty Python. Growing, so there you go. Anyway, who? Uh, uh, yeah, you have to look it up. It's great. Arthur Two Sheds Jackson. Uh, Mark, uh, so you got the defense and offensive going. Yeah, you're probably seeing a lot anyway of of who's slotted into some of the the first teams out there. Uh, can you? talk to out to that uh any surprises you're seeing out there i mean who's who's who do you think is going to start in the secondary is going to be seen or bynum or or uh, i heard they've there's a time when harrison smith and all three of them are out on the field do you, do you know who's 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 your who's your first teamer right there in second in the safety position well yeah i mean if uh, right now you know, by being a rookie i mean even the kinder gentler friendlier you know kumbaya people still have some sort of like a pecking order of veteran versus rookie. Um, I mean, they can put Bynum out there. I mean, now, uh, if we get close to the season and Bynum's still out there, then I'll switch my opinion. But, you know, Scene is going to be the starter at safety. It's, I mean, it's just that's, you know, he has a better gift. than The other guy is smart, intelligent, has a year experience, but this guy is – he's picked in the first round for a reason. And um, – I think his skills will equal, um, you know, being being a, a day one starter. Uh, right now, Dantzler looks like he's still going with the first team at corner, but I've seen, you know, to me, Booth looks like a starting caliber corner. It's a second round pick. Um, I would still, I'm still saying that Booth ends up being the starter on that other corner spot. So you'd have, now it's interesting, you'd have two rookies and then, then you'd have you know, two guys who are, well past 30. So uh, an interesting mix there. Uh, and then you'd have the Sullivan as your slot corner, who's kind of a, I'm guessing five, six year guy, something like that, or somewhere in that, in between that, that extreme. So, um, but all that depends on, on that front seven. And I'm going to say something now, Joe, you, you didn't get the pre-show. You were looking for your link, but Mike Woldham has this new feature for us. I'm going to say that it depends on the front seven, but in addition to depending on the front seven, the front seven has to stay healthy. Wow. What? Wow. Yeah. We, that's the first so time wait, that's ever been mentioned. So wait for the crawler. Wait. Uh, he's working on the crawler. So, okay. There it is. There we go. <laughs> 
My God. And you know, remember, you only allotted three in, in the whole show, so you better watch it. Going oh, I don't know. I think this opens this opens up a whole new element. That's true. We're, we're gonna be... I'm trailing. You know, I got a zero behind my name, and I'm not sure if that's a, a, a good thing. You know, usually it's you know, when we golf it. When we golf, zero is a better number than one. So there you go. I've uh, never had one on the one on the card. So that's right. Um, so was there a little more uh, Andrew Booth defense porn out there this week? I mean, last week we saw wow. these uh, all these videos of him making uh, uh, videos. Not you know these are legal videos. I think before the admonition came out uh, that uh, uh, he. I mean, he made an interception. He made a nice pass block or break up um but i heard he i heard he was mixing up with uh, bc johnson uh yesterday too and and somebody had to to separate him a little bit I, bc johnson's fighting for a position and and andrew uh, uh booth is uh just being andrew booth it sounds like yeah i like his attitude i like um um his personality his attitude his way he moves and everything uh you know real um, confident oh i got i got, I got one for you the, um, the the question about him was whether he could stay healthy, um, but um, there was one part where where there was a run play where he was he got smoked on the corner and he had been he'd been John back and forth with the offense and uh, so then I I don't know if this is the one they're referring to with BC and BC but uh, they were giving it back to him like hey you know you just got trucked by CJ Ham or whoever it was uh, so. You know, uh, he's a rookie, so his run, he's not going to be Antoine Winfield against the run, uh, at least based on that one play. But, uh, you know, he, I just li I like him. He, he looks like he's going to be one of these guys that has, has a real good energy, a real good uh, team sense, you know. I, I like that he I – mean, I heard the word confident talking about him a lot, and it, it sure sounds like that. And, I mean, that's the way, you know, you get they, – they move up there and make a trade to get you in the third – third round or second round um they like you so you got to feel good coming in i don't it doesn't sound like he's being a total jerk and trying to blow people up but he's going to play aggressive he's going to play hard and he's going to play confident i think that's that bodes well for that position so yeah i'm 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 penciling him in uh uh in the early going i, I did want to ask one thing about scene did you know he was supposed to, uh, the reputation on him coming in was that he's a big he loved to hit so did you see anything up up anything more from him in that regard was he was he bouncing a few people get mixing it up himself you know no i, I mean i think the kind of hits you're talking about with um with safeties you're not going to see him practice <laughs> um yeah probably. and again again that's yeah you know harrison smith was good talking about that not only recently but over the years about learning that you know basically trying to 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 learn how to stay in the league, you know, how to stay active week to week in the league and, and still play the position the way you'd like to play it, which you can't play it the way it used to be played. Uh, so Cena will have to learn that. I think, you know, he's a, he's a large guy and he's fast and, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some flags on him this year to kind of, if he, if it's, if it's even borderline, he's going to get it by being a rookie. So he's really going to have to guard against that um, for sure. He's also going to have to stay healthy, and, and then I just had to get on the board there. God damn it. Um, uh, the offensive line, you touched on a little bit earlier, speaking of their health. There we go. Joel really's on the board. Um, who, you know, 
couple couple positions there. First right guard, it's a big question. Have we seen Jesse Davis as the guy who's been slotted in at uh, at uh, the right guard position in, on the first team? Yeah, I mean, I, I they keep talking about it like it's a competition, but I think if you were to ask them, you know, hey, is there a competition at the quarterback? They'd be, yeah, we're all here competing. Um, I don't see – I really don't see a competition right now. I see Davis as, you know – the guy, it's whose job it is to lose. It's, um, you know, Reed is big. He looks like a, you know, he looks like a tackle. He looks like Ezra Cleveland, uh, but maybe a little bit bigger. And that's what he, he was playing mostly last year in Miami was right tackle. He's right tackle, left guard. Um, hmm. He looks to me like, you know, again, I think uh, Ben Gessling had this in the paper today. It's like they, they'd be the 18th right guard since like 2019, something like that. Wow. Some some astronomical number of, you know, just over and over and over trying to find the guy. Now, in saying that he looks like there a tackle playing, too. there was yeah, injuries that contributed yeah. to that. Yeah, I don't know if that counts. We'll have to get a ruling. But um, you know, like Udo, obviously tackle size guy playing that position. But Udo just looked like he, um, as he played more and more, he just never got used to the. You know, all the guys going all different which ways. That's why you saw him reaching a lot, holding a lot. This guy looks like he's more um, sort of like when we talk about our Derisaw being like kind of balanced, like a lower, maybe a lower center of gravity where, you know, he's not reaching or leaning. That's what this guy looks like. And I, to me, I, I mean, I don't think he's going to be Randall McDaniel or anything like that uh, coming out of the shoot, but he looks like he's for what they had to spend in free agency and what they needed, some experience in that position. He looks like a, a guy that is a pretty good pickup. Uh, I don't see, I don't see in any way, shape, or form the the rookie being a starter this year. But that doesn't mean that Ingram's not going to couldn't be a good player, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, to me, the Davis looks a lot better than the guy to his left. Uh, uh, I was just going to ask about him. Yeah. He's he's struggled a little bit, hasn't he? I already got put on his tailbone by by Harrison Phillips a couple times yesterday. Yeah, uh, there was you know individual drills. There was back-to-back plays where it was like, whoa. Uh, it was good for Harrison Smith, uh, who's got the leverage on him, size and leverage on him, and put him back. And you know, it's if it was someone else, it'd be like, well, it's just two snaps in camp. But you know, that the the thing on Bradbury is he big enough? Is he strong enough? That middle, and you know, I just I would let's put it this way. I, and I said it before, whenever we were picking like surprise cuts or whatever, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I would not be surprised if he's not on the roster on week one. I just, I, you know, whether it's Schlotman, you know, they see something, they obviously saw something in Schlotman and went and got him, whether it's uh, Chris Reed, who's competing at right guard and playing backup left guard and uh, could play center, I suppose. Uh, or they go out and they get someone, the treader, something like that. It just wouldn't surprise me if there was like some big surprise in that regard. The you know where uh, wouldn't surprise me if if uh, Bradbury wasn't on the team. Does that have to happen sooner or later, Mark? I mean, you know, we always say about an offensive line, it's got they need time to gel and play together and learn each other and bounce off each other. I mean, if if they're going to make a change there, and uh, already it's looking like it's going, it's looking like it hasn't improve much uh don't they got to make a, a decision on that sooner than later 
Well, yeah, I would think you do have to make it sooner than later. But there have been times before when you 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 think that you say that, and then all of a sudden you see like a like a block like a you know whammo type move. We're like, wow, you know. So it, it it's been known to happen, you know. So that's I'm not again. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I just see this. You know, if you can talk about improving the right guard and you got your tackles are are set and. Cleveland's making another year of progress. If you still have that in the middle, have Bradbury not, you know, improving, it's it's kind of you know like it's you know you're only strong as that weakest link. And right now, that weak link needs to find a way to, to play better. And I don't know if that's possible based on if it's a physical mismatch. Is can he do it? I don't know. I uh, I can see that the Packers are already taking the video of this practice yesterday and sit, seeing a. Uh, Bradbury get pancaked and they've already designing a new defense for the Vikings called the funnel two or funnel five, where they just put two guys on the guards and wall them off and just send four or five guys right up the middle, right chopping over Bradbury on their way to Kirk Cousins. That's what's going to happen. I should have been so a defensive coordinator. I know. So you need that many guys over your weakest link, Joe? Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the only, I mean, it's, it's, it's an av it's, it's a tunnel. It's a, it's a funnel. You can go right through there. You got one place to go. Yeah, I'd go there. It's like, is it like setting the golf hole at the bottom of like a swale? You know, you just. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it's going to be. Um, I heard, heard uh, Christian Dare saw that looked all right against Daniil Hunter so far. Any uh, thoughts on that? That excited, you know, Daniil, everybody's got their eyes on Daniil Hunter coming back from injury yet again. But uh, here's Christian Dare. So I, I, I read somewhere uh, by one of you uh, in, in, uh, uh, one of you scribes that's uh, in there doing it legally, uh, that he looked really good. Any thoughts there? Does he looked like uh, he should be? Yeah, I think he always looks good. I mean, whenever he's healthy, Joe, uh, he looks – That's you know, he, he's balanced. He doesn't reach. Uh, but if we put Daniil and Darisaw, you know, line them up, let's do 10 snaps, uh, I would take Daniil – Eight and a half times, maybe seven, eight, eight and a half, and that's that's uh, pretty good on Darisaw's part because uh, you know I, there'd be some guys where you, like let's say um, Oli, you know I'd probably give I'd give uh, Daniil ten times, you know. But well, uh, check down quickly on those other ones anyway. So, but I think I, what I do think is that it uh, in situations like this where you know the practices are have been watered down and everything, but I do think that. That left tackles and, and edge rushers, when they're both really good, they it it makes them better. You know, and I, when there's actual, you know, as close to live as you're going to get in on a football field now in practice, is that rushing, especially maybe off the edge. Um, so I think that they they make each other they make each other better. Um, certainly, Benil will make the the young guy better. Are Hunter and Zadarius Smith getting plenty of time out there? Or are they holding them back just a little bit since they are coming off injuries so far? Can you tell? Or, uh, you know, there haven't been any vet days. I'm sure those are to come. I mean, last Friday, uh, uh, Jesse Davis like took the day off. I'm sure that some days off are coming for the two of them um, because you know you you don't need to see anything really from them. Uh, I, I mean, they might I. I don't see a purpose for them even to play in the preseason, but I don't know. I don't know if they'll get any snaps in the preseason, but you want to keep those guys 
primed and ready to go for the season. I think they're going to put only put uh, people that they're going to cut out on the preseason because someone might get some film of that in those preseason games if if they put out any of their from stuff. the stands, yeah, from the fan from the stands. Uh, one more uh, question in this segment. I wanted to ask you about uh, Irv Smith because he got injured and he didn't look healthy there for a little while, Mike Woldem. And he uh, left practice with the trainer, walked off under his own power, but he returned. Is there, is there anything to report? Do you have, did, could you text Mike Zimmer and see if he's got anything to say on that? The last one's under protest because that, you know, it's, you didn't say if he stays healthy. You just said something else. Um, uh, he let's see. He came back. He didn't have his helmet, um, and he was on on the sideline. Ooh, there we go. All right, boy. Well, how he, much did you pay he, Mike before the show? Before I you got gotta, you, you got to stay in the referee's ears. You got you got to keep barking at him. Um, uh, I forget what I was going to say. Uh, Next question. Smith. Did, was oh, Smith. Was yeah, 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 yeah. If, if, if there's anything wrong with him, they stay inside. He came back out, and I'm sure it was something, you know, although last time it was like didn't even leave the game or whatever, and the next thing you knew it was like, oh, he's out for the year. But right. no, no, if he, he if he came back out and he was standing there, he's in uniform, he didn't have his helmet, uh, we'll find out more today uh, from the kinder, gentler, more open uh, people, whether he's, um, you know, Healthy, unhealthy, sort of healthy, um, but yeah, I would not expect so? it to be anything. Yeah, so I think he's fine. No, I mean, do you think you'll hear more today? That you know, I mean, uh, we know how Zimmer was, but do you think these well, guys would be any I, different? With I don't have to say until the first Wednesday of the season. You know, that's what Zimmer would. Say. Well, I, I, you know, I did tweet that I said the surprise of camp so far. Chris Thomason asked an injury question on July twenty eighth. And the head coach did not burst a blood vessel in trying to avoid it or not answer it. He said, uh, Chris asked about Nate Harrison being on the pup list, which you asked too last week. And I said, Joe, who cares? Uh, but apparently Chris Thomason cared. So he said, "How is who, what is wrong with Nate Harrison? Want to get to the bottom of this yeah. on July 28th. And, uh, and the, the young head coach said, he's got an ankle injury. We're bringing him along day to day. Wow. And I was like, wow. So that was good. Now, there's, you know, whenever it gets closer and it, it involves maybe someone that's a little higher up the food chain than uh, Nate Harrison, we might not get the same, you know, uh, type of answer. But, uh, you know, to me, the nicest guy in the history of the Vikings coaching is Leslie Frazier. Uh, Leslie was the, uh, like in training camp, once pulled us all together and said, just so you guys know, Adrian Peterson uh, had a peanut allergy and he's had to go to the hospital, got the EpiPen, all this stuff, uh, which was great. But, but when it was, when it was playoff time against the Packers, Leslie kind of pulled the wool over everyone's eyes by saying that uh, Christian Ponder, eh, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. You know, going over to green Bay and then toward like late in the week, it was like, Oh, and then Ponder didn't play in that game, of course. Oh, his, so, his arm was so even even the even maybe the nicest person, not just coach, yeah. that I've ever met, still had to do a little bit of tinkering with uh, injury revelations. Well, for the record, uh, Peterson had a shelf uh, a seafood shellfish allergy, and you have the peanut allergy. So just just for the record, uh, well, if he's got one, he's probably got the other. Really. 
I, well, I have the shellfish wine. I, I found out in New Orleans at a Super Bowl. Is the, oh my, you got both. Oh, maybe you're right. New Orleans is not is not the place to go if you have uh, seafood allergies. <laughs> they put yeah. it in everything. Well, we're both going to go hit our EpiPens because I got plenty of food allergies too, and uh, take a quick break. Um, we'll be right back with Vikings territory breakdown. Oh, the controversies continue here at uh, Vikings Territory Breakdown week to week and day to day, just like at the Vikings. Well, Mark, uh, Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, you, you sent me a note on Eric Hendricks and saying he looks, I got in quotes here, looks exceptional. Uh, and you had a chance to speak with him about, uh, uh, you know, is it going to be I, I shouldn't put words in your mouth, but I'm thinking, you know, it is going to be tough to be able to get up at speed as fast with the new defense as it was with Zimmers after how many years in it. But uh, tell me a little bit about Eric Kendricks, the, the cog in that defense. Yeah, he had a, there was a, a pass, I believe, to a short pass to a attempt from Cousins, Kirk Cousins, to uh, Dalvin Cook, two pretty big names. Uh, but the third big name in the equation was Eric Kendricks. It was just a real quick reaction, interception, diving interception, kind of a point-blank type play um, that just tells you that, you know, I think he's 30 now or he's still here. There's gas in the tank. Yeah. And, um, you know, just talking to him, uh, asking him questions that when he came off the field uh, was about, you know, so much of his game. You know, I voted for him for All-Pro one year and the second year, uh, you know, I was like, Convinced he was going to be a two-time first-team All-Pro back-to-back, but then he got hurt in 2020. Um, only played 11 or 12 games, so that kind of knocked him out of All-Pro. But I said, so much of your game is—I mean, he's—he's he's got speed, he's got skill, he's got talent, but so much of his game is—is is in between the ears and, and his eyes, and and knowing where to be before the other guy gets there, and and getting there before they know realize what he realizes. And I said, you know, compared to Zimmer's defense, which he knew as well as Zimmer, um, how long does it take you to get up to speed on in a Donatello defense? And you know, he said some things, and then he said, uh, you know, I have a, an innate ability to find the rock. And I was like, yes, that might be a way, the best way to describe Eric Kendricks is mm-hmm. I he has an innate, and he said the word innate, which I thought was very impressive. And um, – just his intelligence, his football intelligence, his reaction time. Um, but yeah, when it, when you boil it all down to, uh, people would say he's like see, you know see ball get ball with Eric. It was to me it was like he's he's a step above. Let's like we have twenty twenty vision and twenty fifteen. I'd put him at like uh, feel the rock be you know get to you know see ball feel ball get there because he he can get there before. Now sometimes you know, Zimmer would like kind of chide him about I guess right there you know and. Well, I'll put it, I'll put my money on him guessing right more times than not. So I think that as much as we talk about all these different defenses and all these different things they're going to do, it's still a very, very good player in Eric Kendricks, uh, Daniel Hunters, Darius Smith, uh, Harrison Smith, uh, those guys, you know, they can play football. You know, and, and they're going to need him. I mean, he's, you know, uh, he's in the middle. He's, he's, he's great player. He's got great instincts. He, he finds the ball, but I think, you know, you were talking about, you thought he's going to be more accolades and stuff, but he's not a self promoter. He's not a, he's not a 
out there on the field, hey, look at me. If there's a guy that just goes and does his job and gets up and lines up for the next one, it's him, isn't it? Isn't that kind of the way he is? He's just the ultimate professional and just, uh, I mean, always a little bit reserved in the locker room. I always remember him being kind of shy or, you know, you know, didn't love the media attention, but, uh, and which is one way you get, you get some of those postseason accolades. I think if he was, if he was, uh, his numbers are always there, but if he was a, a bigger look at me guy, maybe he would, uh, get more of that? Well, you know, I, I think maybe, uh, you know, for nationally, if you watch him every game, you get the sense of what he does. Um, but where he gets the, uh, the, where it becomes more of a national attention, where you get more votes, I think is uh, when you start getting interceptions and you start having those big, big splash plays. And he's, you know, for a middle linebacker, he had his fair share of those. And as far as it being like, yeah, he is a quieter guy. doesn't like the attention. Uh, I think he did really step up as a team leader, uh, sort of a leader, NFL-type leader, the whole George, you know, the George Floyd situation and being from Minneapolis and and what he, you know, he and also Anthony Barr took a, a lead in that, two, two pretty quiet guys. Um, I think, uh, you know, Eric's, his, in, in the locker room, there's no voice that carries more strength or right. more power than Eric Kendricks, and I think he uses it the right way. Yeah. He's, uh, I love watching him play. He just uh, explodes after the ball and it's, it's great to have him on the team. Uh, on the other side of the ball regarding first string, second string reps, well, look, it, it's looking a little bit like uh, Kellen Mond is moving ahead of Sean Mannion on the depth chart. I mean, last week there was signals of, you know, they were kind of splitting time at second string reps and, uh, it sounded like, you know, yesterday with the pads on it, it happened again. So maybe is this a thing to come? Is he, is he taking advantage of it? Uh, is he, uh, making plays in, in this position? Mark, what can you tell us about that? You know, I, I still think he's got a long way to go. It just seems like he's still kind of processes too slowly, but you know, last year was kind of a wash for him. Uh, that's what people said. Well, you, they didn't draft a quarterback in the, in the, in the, in the draft this year. Well, I looked at him as, as um, O'Connell's rookie quarterback. Cause you know, last year he shouldn't have been taken by the Vikings, you know, a, a regime that's trying to, you know, to win now. And Zimmer didn't, wasn't on board with the pick and it just never worked out. Um, so it's kind of, I don't, I see him as a second year player, but I don't know how much value I put in that first year. Um, I do see him moving ahead. Um, and if he does move ahead, then where does that leave uh, Sean Mannion? I don't think you keep Sean Mannion as your as your third guy. So if they feel comfortable with Kellen Mond as a, as their backup, you know they could uh, that could open up another roster spot where you keep, uh, and that will certainly cause a lot of angst in, in Vikings Nation, I would think. I, but then again, it's like you look at what Mannion gave them in the Packers game, and you know is it. it is it equal to a roster spot? I don't know. I mean, they lose Kirk, they're going to be in trouble either way. So um, you could have another roster spot and then maybe have a quarterback that's um, you fine and you put on your practice squad. I don't know. But uh, to me, if, if Mond is your second guy, I question whether you keep Mannion as your third guy. Right. I would too. And, but, and if, they, if Mond does become the second string guy, well, that scares me with the Packers working on that funnel defense coming right over Garrett Bradbury. You know, how do you even help out uh, a center? I mean, do the guards have to pinch in and you know, 
help chip his guy or, you know, when they got their own guys coming in on them, that's just a, that's a, that's a huge deal. Even though we talked about it last segment. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and some, sometimes they, you can, you, you point your, your offensive line one way or the other, you have your quarterback move around, you have your, you know, hopefully your running back is, you know, up the middle. It can be a guy that if there is a straight drop back, you know, you have a running back that's can take on, take care of all the garbage inside. Uh, but yeah, ideally you want your center, <laughs> you're not getting shoved over. CJ Ham, get ready for a lot of blocking this year. Um, we had a uh, special teams notice this week, or since we last talked, uh, special teams coach came out and, and made a statement. I'm going to just let you go on this one because I think you, uh, you enjoyed this. You said we had our first guarantee uh, out of TCO Performance Center. What would you think of that? Yeah, and I like this guy. He's, he's in his early 30s. He's um, very Tomlin-esque when it comes to his cadence and his way he talks to the media. And um, I don't know if anybody could pull it off like Tomlin did when he was 33 or 34 when he was here, um, just how he had this presence about him. And I was like, wow, that's a, that guy's going to be a head coach. I uh, don't quite feel that strongly about uh, about uh, him, but uh, Matt Daniels. But yeah, he came out and he said, talking about Joseph, and um, it was kind of funny because you think back to the Tice days where you know Tice and would treat kickers differently. Obviously, Zimmer treated kickers differently. Like Tice would wait till they get ready to line up for a kick, and then he'd walk right in front of them. Uh, didn't do it to Longwell, but uh, once they got long, you know. Um, and then, of course, Zimmer had his issues with kickers. And, and here's your special teams coach saying, hey, you know, I, um, I think Greg Joseph is going to have his best year. In fact, I guarantee it or whatever the word was. I said, hey, we got, you know, our first guarantee. It's not a Joe Namath we're going to win the Super Bowl. But, no, um, can't do that. And, and, and Joseph, uh, you know, obviously he's only had the one full season, which was last year. Um, was a good year. I was uh, by, you know. Uh, he had five kicks that late in games that either tied or won the game, uh, made 86% of his field goals, 90% of his PATs. Um, but that's really his only year. That was the only time he was ever a kicker from, from week one on. So uh, before that, he kicked like 14 games in Cleveland and 19, I think, uh, then played two games, you know, after that somewhere. And it was just um, – so, yeah, it's – the bar is not real high for him, but I think last year was a was a, especially by NFL by, by Viking standards. I would think, you know, be happy with that kicker, you know, um, for the most part because he had some big kicks that he made. Vikings get a decent kicker and Zimmer's gone. What are the odds? Uh, a little more bit bit of news uh, this week was Jared Allen's being uh, put in the Ring of Honor uh, at. Uh, uh, U.S. Bank Stadium on October 30th at the Vikings Cardinals game. That's uh, uh, good news. I, I I think it's it's worthy. You know, there's a, probably plenty of other guys that are worthy, and you've heard a lot about that online. But uh, do you think? Uh, what do you think of that news? And do you think, as since you are a Hall of Fame voter, do you think uh, he's going to get some notice in about? Uh, you know, he's probably coming up pretty soon where he's going to be eligible to be. Uh, no, he's he's. A- Oh, he's already been eligible twice. Uh, That's he's already, right. You're right. He's, uh, he's already been in the room twice. Uh, does not made the final 10 yet in two two cracks at it. Um, I, I was joking with him. I, I said, I wish you could have just had like, you know, just, just given us 20, 25 more sacks and we'd be in, you know. So, um, 
Yeah, he's certainly deserving of the Ring of Honor. He was that was such a blockbuster big move yeah. that uh, Spielman made uh, to get a pass rusher, and it was a risky move. Uh, he he was coming off a two game suspension the year before in 2007. Um, one more strike with the uh, with the NFL, and he would have been gone for a year. Um, he was known as kind of a wild child, crazy guy uh, that you couldn't trust, and the and the and the Chiefs weren't going to invest you know a future in him. And uh, Spielman came in and made that trade, and they made him the highest at the time, the highest paid. Uh, um, defensive player uh, ever. So uh, I don't know how long that lasted. And in typical Jared fashion, he, whatever the contract was at the end of it, he had 69 cents. So he it was like uh, 75 million, blah, 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 in 69 cents. So, and then what Jared did after that was, you know, in six years, he goes, makes first team all pro um, three times. I think he leads the league in, in sacks twice. Uh, sets this franchise record with 22. He has 85 sacks in um, about that many games. Never missed a game in six years. Um, relentless motor. And frankly, uh, and one thing I I pitch whenever I'm talking is that you know we, it's it's become popular to kind of make fun of him as a as a run guy. He didn't didn't play the run at all. Um, just went just went after the quarterback. You know, but. There were two times, I think, where they were number one in run defense and number two, I think, another time. And as Leslie Frazier and I have talked uh, at length, it was like, you know, just the Williams wall because, you know, Jared was a part of that. And he's not, wasn't Reggie White when it comes to it all around, but who was, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think Jared is, he's worthy of the Hall of Fame, uh, certain, definitely worthy of, uh, of the ring of honor. And he wants to be right next to Kevin Williams because he was kind of pissed at her at the Vikings. Well, he pissed at us jokingly that we didn't put him in before they put uh, Kevin Williams in because he wanted to be in there before Kevin because they were real good. They're still good friends. Yeah. Um, but he, he wants to be right next to him. And I, I would imagine if they do it by year, he'll, he'll be next to Kevin. And uh, you know, that was, um, it's such a rich tradition here uh, with uh, defensive linemen. You know, there's now the top six guys in, Career sacks. Uh, some of them have, are unofficial because they happened before '82. But uh, on the on the Vikings list, the top six guys now are all in the Ring of Honor uh, in wow. career sacks. So um, it is a that's a position that's uh, you know you know going back. And he even I like how he tipped the cap to Jim Marshall. I asked him, you know, who's the guy when you were a player you looked up there and said, I want to be next to him. He said basically started off saying, yeah, all of them, blah, blah, blah. They said, well, Jim Marshall, you know, he's the first guy that I, one of the first legends I met when I got here and just what Jim shared with him. So uh, maybe there'll be a day where Jim and uh, Jim will get in as the old timer and then Jared will get in alongside him. That'd be a, a tip of the cap to the Vikings uh, rich tradition. That'd be something. That'd be great. Um I got. I can't. I asked you your question for the Hall of Fame, so now I got to ask you what your the Cleveland question. Sean Watson, your thoughts on the suspension of six games? Is it is well, enough? Is it too many? Is it uh, well? I don't. <laughs> I think you get your answer whenever you find out. It took about thirty seconds for the NFLPA and uh, and the Browns um, or no the NFLPA and Watson's camp to say. We're not going to, we're not appealing. We're not appealing. It was like, 
Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Cause I think, you know, I thought he was going to get the whole year. Um, mm-hmm. I think the NFL, we have, you know, as we record this, the NFL has not responded yet. Right. Um, but I think they'll appeal. And then, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> as fate has it, the, the guy who hears the appeal is Roger Goodell. So I think Roger's going to get a sense, you know, Roger wants to stick his finger in the air and make sure that he's doing the right thing, that it's going to create the right reaction that he's looking for. Cause that's really how they, how they deal out punishments like Ray Rice, was punished, punished, punished up until the point where a video came out. And then it was like, oh, punish, punish, punish some more. Um, so I don't think the public is looking at this as a real harsh penalty. Uh, in fact, you're hearing a lot of people saying, you know, Calvin Ridley for gambling or betting or making a bet or whatever. It's the year. I'm not going to get into that. Well, who, who deserved a year? Who deserves six games? But to me, it seems like and it, and it tells you. When one side says, thank you, thank you, give it to us. And let's, I think the NFL should also agree to like take this penalty tells you that it's probably a little low. It's, and I would think it might go up, you know? Yeah. Uh, so looking good for the Browns so far with, with what we know. Yeah. That's uh, I mean, I know you have to know that, that uh, um, Kevin didn't want any part of this um, to me. So I don't know. I, and the other thing is, is, is he going to be good? Is he going to be worth, he's got that guaranteed money and this, this always hanging around. Is it, is it worth it? I, I don't know. I, you know, I, you know, in Brown, in Brown's nation, if you're like, if you got any, if you got to talk about scar tissue, you're already looking at week one, Baker Mayfield throwing like five touchdowns, 400 yards, <laughs> beating the Browns in, I mean, come on, I can, I, Anyone who's uh, spent any time in Cleveland Browns history has got to be going, okay, that's going to be a tough one. I can see uh, commercials of, of Baker Mayfield breaking into his old house. Still got the key. They should. They should, yeah, they should do that. that. That was the best thing Baker did all of last year was just make commercials. So. Absolutely. Well, uh, that's going to do it this week. Uh, Mark's got to get back out to TCO and, and uh, keep checking on the Vikings and be back next week to give us another report. Uh, thanks, Mark. Uh, thanks to Mike Woldham uh, for your lackadaisical scorekeeping on the healthy, the stay healthy. That's right. I won. I won. Yeah, yeah you did. Uh, uh, well, it's not over yet. I could still get something in here in the close. But uh, uh, no, I'm not. It's not the kind of guy I am. Not not the kind. Of, I'm not going to do that. But uh, Mike, thanks for your work behind the scenes. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. Uh, thanks, Joe Johnson, for putting this all together years ago. And uh, Let's until next week, we'll just say skull.